0: You're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations, all while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. Now here's your host, Robin Waite.
1: Welcome back, everybody. It is the next episode of the Fearless Business Podcast. I have a very esteemed guest with me today in the form of one Jules Dan. He is coming to us from the other side of the world, no less. Uh, Dan, Dan Under, g'day, mate. Oh, good day, Robin. How's it going, man? <laughs> Not too bad. That's so corny, isn't it? I can't believe I just did that. Um, Dan, Dan, Jules Dan is a... Uh, Previous um, group fitness instructor uh, turned email copywriter. So there's a real um, story behind kind of that transition from one to the other, which we'll be digging into a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Um, But Jules does some amazing work now from a copywriting perspective and has done for the last sort of 18 months or so. Um and one of his particular launches I think pulled in 400, 400 I can't even speak Jules what's going on $430,000 for one of your clients which is quite extraordinary so 247,000 247,000 I I'm not that good I'm not that good. But- <laughs> <laughs> I will have to update the show notes cuz that's what I've got in my show notes here, <laughs> but but that's also a testament to how modest you are, because um, I had the pleasure of being on your podcast as well. So you're you're a good guy, Jules. You're not here to kind oh, of thanks, pull the, pull the wool over our eyes. But um, now I did half a million. What
0: are you talking about?
1: <laughs> Two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. So talk talk to us about that launch. Like how did how did that happen? And you know what what was the sort of process which you took that client through? Okay, that launch was a little different than usual, but there was another
0: one that did was 150000 hundred and fifty thousand that did follow a very simple structure. That follow the 3H uh, warm up sequence. So, which one would you like to hear?
1: You choose. You choose. Okay.
0: Well, for simplicity's sake, let's choose the one that would do a little bit less money, but it was a lot simpler. And that was for a coach. Her name was Rebecca, and she was selling like a high ticket program, about $8,000. Um, she really helped people overcome insecurities, fears, past traumas, and help give people like a new reality, basically. And before she had done all her launches by herself so she had done all the copies she had done the emails the facebook group posts and she was hitting about maybe like 50 60 000 each launch which is pretty good right like not many, not many people would complain about that but um the one thing she didn't have was the focus and the energy to just be very present in the whole launch like as you, you could probably maybe have you done a
1: launch before robin uh, I've, I've done a few, I, my, my kind of background and launches, I use Jeff Walker's, um, uh, yeah, product launch yeah. formula.
0: So it took a lot out of you.
1: It was, it was two weeks worth of graft, but it, I mean, it worked cause we got, you know, 30 clients enrolled. It was for the first version of fearless business. So, um, yeah. so it did, it did work, but yeah, it was, it was energetic. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Right. So how did you feel afterwards? Uh, well, great. Cause we got the 30 clients on board, but then okay. yeah, one of the challenges, which I I've always found with launches is then you, you kind of have that, that high point where you've, 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 you've done the launch. It's been really successful. Then a couple of months rolls on and you start to like, this thing starts nagging you like, oh, I've got to do another launch. And it's that's, mm-hmm. that's where my energy starts to dip a little bit because I know then what I'm letting myself in for.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, the thing I was trying to get out of you was that <laughs> that you have felt maybe a little tired after launch, yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. a little spent after just two weeks of sprinting. Yeah. And you know that's that's what uh, Rebecca sort of felt with her launch. So, um, what she was missing was just someone to do all the emails, have the strategy ready to go, copy and paste, and send them on the day, and just show up for the calls. And she was able to close twenty out of twenty six calls that we got for her, and that led to. 150k so that's the real big benefit wow. when you bring in someone else because you have this energy to shop but I want to talk to you and your listener about all the goods you know what is a triple H sequence to get people hot heavy and hopeful that's what the triple H stands for. So as you were talking about before this episode Robin, uh, you were enjoying some James Bond so I imagine James Bond I want to I want to bridge this analogy over. James Bond probably did a lot of promotion beforehand, right? It didn't just say, "Hey guys, here's the movie, come watch."
1: Like Daniel well, they, Craig, they they got a little bit of assistance by COVID, didn't they? Because there's this whole hype about the movie was going to yeah. come out, and then COVID hits, so they had to shut down all of the, the the cinemas, didn't they? So it, you know, so they had 18 months of people like hungry to get back mm. to the, the the movie theaters to watch the film. Exactly, like, that kind of helped. And they probably had, they had like little character
0: trailers. They had, I'm not sure if they did tours with Daniel Craig going on shows, on, on like talking shows and stuff. But the point I'm trying to make is a Hollywood movie really builds the anticipation before they publish the movie. Okay. Um, and they make a lot of money doing that. So why wouldn't we use this concept when it comes to a launch? Okay. A pre-launch is what gets people hot, heavy, um, and, and hopeful. And the best way to do this, and this is what we did with Rebecca, is that you really want to create a big idea or a theme leading up to the actual launch. There's nothing for sale, okay, but you just want to get your list excited. And so this is, we just did this to an internal launch. There was no Facebook ads or anything. Um, and the big idea that we used was how do you manifest what you really want really fast? Another idea that we used for Colin was, speak once, get clients for months. And the whole premise of these pre-launches are just just based around this, getting people excited, okay? We're not putting them down. We're not bullying them. We're not trying to agitate the pain too much. It's just all about this theme and what their life could be like in a, just a few days when we open the doors.
1: I, th- I think one of the, the biggest challenges around sort of doing a launch in this day and age is, the, is like media basically because – And Mm. I mean, well, specifically social media, because... everybody's immediately like, oh, I've got to do my LinkedIn launch, my Facebook launch, my Twitter launch, my Instagram launch, my email launch. Now, like they're they're across, like spread themselves way too thin. And I think one of the things that worked really well for me, I mean, I I know you you kind of specialize in email copywriting, Mm -hmm. but one thing which worked really well for my launch was just being ever present, omnipresent for two weeks in one platform. It's in my Facebook group. And that worked incredibly well for me. So I guess as well, like, with your clients, getting them just to focus on email probably is a major part of the the success factor, if you like, with with their launch. Yep, totally. It did help that she had a Facebook
0: group. I mean, I won't lie that we did have that. But all we did was just repurpose the emails inside the Facebook group. We just made them a little bit different, a little shorter for Facebook. Um, but like you said, yeah, spring attention too thin. One, two media tops and keeping a very focused message throughout it, 100%.
1: So, 20, 26 calls, she closed yeah. 20, 20 people, which is pretty yeah. remarkable. I really may have to speak to rate. her about her pricing because her conversion rate is way too high there. I think she could have <laughs> increased it, like doubled her pricing, and probably still closed 15 people, which, you know, like we can do the maths on that later, Jules. But you um, 76% in, closing rate. It's crazy. I know. That's that's remarkable. I'm not, not going to knock that. But um, in terms of the, the email side of things, like what? Because yeah. I think this is something which a lot of people get really hung up on, especially on the email copyright side of things like, Mm -hmm. Oh, but my list is too small. You know, I mean, what, what sort of size list are we talking about here for Colin and for, for Rebecca?
0: Colin. Okay. Rebecca had 2000, which isn't a lot, but I know some people might have 200 and obviously that's a bit harder. And yes, Rebecca had, she's, she's had a business for eight years. So she's been nurturing that list for a while, but it isn't big on the flip side with Colin he pulled out 2,600 cold leads from Facebook ads so they barely knew him and we warmed them up um, just from... He had his own sort of launch sequence and I came in and helped and just edited and tweaked the strategy a little bit. But from his 2,600, yeah, turned into 247K. But like wow, the point we're trying to make is you don't need a mega list like 10,000, 20,000 or whatever. Just one, 2,000. Nurture it properly, you can see some pretty cool results.
1: And do you do you think um, doing launches is um, more beneficial over, say, doing like a weekly newsletter, for example, or do you think you should do a combination of both?
0: Have you seen the uh, little uh, the Mexican ad where she's like Por qué no los dos," and she's like, "why not both?" And I haven't <laughs> seen that, but I can oh, imagine. Okay, it's, it's, it's like this little, it's like this uh, tortilla wrapping ad in, um, in Australia. And this little girl says, why not both in Spanish? So yeah, to answer your question, um, why it's a really good idea to do a weekly newsletter, probably a bit more frequently, I reckon, just so they can really get to know you. Um, but I hope that answers your question. Like, of course you, we should be emailing them frequently. We should be making offers frequently. It shouldn't just be something out of the blue, like, Oh, you sell stuff. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, I I was taught the the sort of golden ratio was like one in four, one in five emails that you should put an offer into. The rest should be sort of value driven, educating the reader, Mm -hmm. helping them through like some kind of a pain or challenge or problem which they're experiencing. Uh, but also then directing them to another piece of useful content, so you kind of keep them within an ecosystem, um, and then true. sort of one, one every three, one every four emails, you kind of drop in there. Hey, you could book a call with me, or by the way, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I I sell some stuff. That's how I make my money.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: the by the way is uh
0: is is really powerful. Like you just, um, that's how we normally do it in the in the post launch as well. Uh, so there's a pre-launch phase and there's a post-launch. I don't know if we have enough time to go into the post, but I'm happy to go in any direction you want. Probably.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's drop as much much value as we possibly can, Jules. So I mean, let's, let's okay. talk about the post-launch.
0: Yeah. Okay. So with the post-launch, I, I created a little acronym. It's S-U-D-P. So for your listeners, it stands for scarcity, urgency, deadline, and proof. Okay. So your emails have to include uh, a limited amount, obviously. So for, for, for Rebecca, there was, I think, 25 spots in her program. There's a genuine reason why it's her and an assistant helping out. So you have to give a reason why there's a limited amount. Okay. This is like marketing 101, but people seem to forget the reason why. They just say the spots are going fast. <laughs> they just forget to include why they're going fast. Um, the other thing is like obviously urgency. So you ha- got to have that deadline in place. Keep reminding them. Don't bury it at the bottom of the email. Okay. It's I always can say, oh, by the way, doors are closing in three days. Uh, if you haven't got your chance, here's a link and then get into the premise of the email and then, then, then down the bottom in the PS, include the urgency again. Hey, by the way, here's the deadline. That sort of thing. And the last thing is proof. I think this is really super important is using stories to demonstrate how other people have gotten over similar challenges, similar obstacles, hangups. Maybe they've been, been burnt before. Maybe they don't have the money right now. Um, and that's where we want to try and match stories that answer these hangups and objections. And so a multitude of different, like if you can include quotes, I've had uh, a client use a GIF with a moving image of a testimonial and captions, uh, a link to a video, just as much proof as you can provide in these emails outside of just say like a quotation
1: mark and like he was great. <laughs> You, I'm sure you've read one of those testimonials before Robin <laughs> absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I, I can write about a dozen of those about myself if I want to but um, it's much better when it comes from an actual client a, a, another physical human being uh, on video as well where you can actually hear them speaking I think video testimonials are gold mm-hmm. why Why do you think because I mean some, some of the um, uh, some, some of the things which you talked about like really obvious like if you don't mind me saying so like the things which we should include in our emails but why do you think it is that a lot of coaches and business owners just don't don't bother including this stuff in there They're kind of just like I've got to get my email out on Mailchimp and they kind of just bash it out and hit send and they they don't really put much kind of thought into those emails
0: so so what's the question
1: you want to ask sorry well the, the, the question is like why you know what why why don't why, why don't people spend more time kind of constructing their emails? Because like some, uh, of, some of the things question. that you're talking about are like really obvious things that they should include yeah. in their emails. They just don't bother. So why?
0: Mm. It's it's normally, from my experience, talking to these clients, emails are an afterthought. So they're like, oh, I'm rushing to get to put the offer together. Oh, I need to get my marketing stuff together, like on social media or people asking me the DMs. I have to fulfill my current client work. And the, the strategy just kind of gets put aside. And so you've just demonstrated to me right there, like, Oh, I got to bang out this email. So they haven't really asked what's my objective. They haven't asked, okay, what's this person's day like? What are they going through? And that's something as a copywriter or just anyone who's, who's really thinking about the audience, like that's what comes first. Like what's the objective and then what's that person's day like? And then just thinking through, okay, if these people are going to get these sequence of emails, how do I want them to be received? Yeah. So I think the, to answer your question is just like a lack of time and too
1: much crap going on in their day. <laughs> so I, I'm guessing there's a part of like your work, which you do with your clients as well. is kind of a bit of counseling, a bit of therapy for them. So get them to slow down, mm-hmm. get them to manage their time a little bit better and get them to actually think about the content which they're putting out there.
0: Well, I'm, well, the thing is that I'm actually doing most for them. So like, I just focus on what you need to do. So you're showing up for the lives. You're showing up for answering questions in the Zoom. Okay, I'm going to be helping you with the copy. I'm going to be making sure that everything that you say in the written form is taken care of. And that's why they're paying me to help them out with that
1: absolutely yes. um, in terms of i mean it, it, it's not just about copywriting emails either there's there's other things which people should turn their attention to and I, whether this falls into your domain or not but um mm-hmm. quite often i see a lot of people whose their entire online presence is just like highly dysfunctional and very like you know that they, they, yeah. they look different on their websites what they look like on their social media channels to how they show up on email to what they say I'm in their video. Like <laughs> say again kind of like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, me? Two, no, no, you're good, <laughs> No, I'm just joking. Like there are some people, it's like a photo taken from 15 years ago. And you're like, what? Yeah. Well, mine, mine's five years ago, but I've only got a few gray hairs in my beard. I can just yeah, about, I can just about pull it off still. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off though. You, you were just telling, asking me a brilliant question.
1: Yeah. Well, like, I was just like, because my thing is like, you, you can... As a copywriter, like, you you know, you're doing email copy, but you must also be looking at the rest of their sort of brand, their whole sort of ecosystem thinking, mm. God, I'd love to get my hands on that.
0: So you mean like like the social media posts? So what did you mean in particular?
1: Everything, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle.
0: Yeah, it's a big beast, right? So when I'm – oh, like, how do I even answer this question? Like, I just want to – I would like – the way they've done it, the reason tell why they've us, gone tell through, us what yeah.
1: what coaches are doing wrong with their words. Okay, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. All right, well, you've heard of this
0: this saying: people sell the the sell the steak they're selling the steak and not the sizzle. That's what I'm trying to say, right? So, so yeah. many so many times when I go through like an email sequence or just like even Facebook posts. It is just like, here's the offer, here's, here's, here's a few benefits, a little testimonial, and go click here to, to buy now or something. I'm sure you've seen this before too, Robin. Yeah. yeah. Right? I call it buy, I'm, my, I'm,
1: buy my shit marketing.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm not saying anything new or revolutionary, but it's just like fundamentals. Uh, people don't really want to buy your stuff. It's that, it's that end result, that experience that, that they get. And I don't feel like enough people are tapping into their social proof, their customers, the stories behind that. Like, what is life like when you achieve this result? And that, to me, is really cool content. I, I think I think people are a bit over how to stuff. Like, it, it's you can give value outside of how to by giving experiential stories. I don't I, I don't know about you, Robin, but I know that I'm – In your content, you definitely go outside of how-to content.
1: Yeah, I mean, I want to create um, sort of mindset shifts in people. Like we see so many people are kind of very stuck, and they have these core beliefs which they're they're living. You know, they're running their businesses by, and they're. They, they want the upside. They want the money, the freedom, all of that good stuff. But then they're still running the same old story, which is like, I, I don't know whether it's just something that's been ingrained in us for years. That entrepreneurship needs to be hard work and you put the graft in and hustle and all of that, that hustle co- culture and mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, but that seems to be what everybody associates running a small business with. And like the, you know, my, my whole thing is you know, I, I I don't want to be like a yes guy. I don't want to stand here and like, you know, it's the the thing I liken it to Jules is like, imagine if you had a boxing coach and you used to work in the fitness space. So it's probably quite a good sort of transition, a good segue, but imagine you had a boxing coach and then you got into the ring, like uh, during your practice sessions. And every time you got in the ring with him, he just walked up to you and said, don't worry Jules, it's going to be okay. And he gives you a big hug. Right. (laughs) Now you got your prize fight at the end of the month. So you get in and the first thing the guy does is punches you in the face and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa hold on a second. You've just gone and punch me in the face here. You're going to get a bit of a shock. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, it's, this isn't just my job as a coach to kind of go around punching people in the face. That's kind of not what I'm saying here, but you yeah. do want to spar a little bit with people and you do want to kind of, you know, make people realize they've got to work, yeah. they've got to sweat and they have got to take a bit of pain in order to start to see the growth side of things
0: yeah absolutely and is that pain including you know like lack of sales you know unorganized
1: things aren't going the way they want is that what you mean by yeah it it, it is exactly that but the antithesis to that the opposite of that is what they're doing so what they're doing is they're showing up and um somebody says so what is it that you do and they go i'm a therapist oh great okay what what do you mean you're a therapist what do you specialize in oh well i'm i'm a master nlp practitioner great what the fuck does that mean Like what, what use is that? Whereas, you know, if they turn around and says, um, I'm a specialist in helping people like drop two dress sizes. I'm a specialist in helping people to Mm, um, stop smoking within three weeks. I'm a specialist in, um, stopping people from drinking. You know, if they've, if they're, if they're drinking too much, whatever it is, all of a sudden you've got something that people can heavily empathize with. They understand it, whether they're experiencing that themselves or not, they probably know somebody does, or they, at least they can think up here. Well, I can imagine what that's like. Mm. And yeah. that that says a lot more than the certifications, the um, you know, how long the sessions are, which they, they coach people for or give therapy sessions for like all of that stuff. That's this practical tactical shit, which actually doesn't really matter. Cause if I could click my fingers and stop somebody from smoking, like, what does it matter whether I'm an NLP master practitioner or any yeah. of that kind of bullshit, right? And I'm probably pissing off a lot of people right now by saying that. So, uh, you know, I'm, not even, uh, I'm going to be unapologetic right now. Like if you're wearing your certif- certification like a badge of honor, it's bullshit. You're kidding yourself. What you need to be doing is getting out and talking about your, you know, client case studies, results, your stories, your results, yeah. getting testimonials, getting recommendations on LinkedIn from real people who you've helped. And that is going to say, that's like, you know, 10 times the impact that, anything else that you'll put out there. And I mean that's just my personal opinion. You set me off here, Joel. Sorry. This is your your Oh no, this is we we said
0: we wanted to do a bit of a rant. Yeah. And you know, uh, it's take this is a bit, you know, I'm being a bit vulnerable here. It's taken me months to finally want to put together all the social proof to market myself. Yeah. Um, and it came from a bit of, I don't know, insecurities or didn't want to no, look like a a show guy. off
1: you're, or something. Yeah, exactly uh, that. You're just a decent, decent human being, humble, humble guys, very down to earth, very, very modest. And like, it's just, I thought it was just a British thing that people didn't want to go around shouting about the amazing results which they got. It's, but,
0: it's a, I think it's a human condition to not want to, uh, brag. be seen as, you know, a yeah, braggart or fear of judgment and, um, but, my, this is what my coach told me. I think it's so critical. I said this on my podcast the other day. By the way, quick plug, it's called Storytelling Secrets. Uh, nice. He said, Jules, the people who are judging you are not the ones who are paying you. And I was like, oh, yeah, shit, that's that's so true. So get those results, get those social proof and market the crap out of it. Just like Ron was saying. So he said those clear value propositions like drop two dress sizes like people can actually visually think, oh, that makes sense. It's not like, how does that
1: work? Yeah. It like, clearly makes sense. 100%. We're a little side rant there. So, <laughs> where well, you, you let me rant. So, I got my money's worth. Um, in terms of um, your background, so how did because you've only you haven't been copywriting for that long, like no. in the grand scheme of things, you know, there's no. there's like you know the, the likes of Frank Kern and you've got these like age old internet marketers out there who've like been doing it for thirty years. You're, you're kind of fairly fresh to the scene in many respects. But how did you shift from doing essentially group fitness programs into copywriting? Mm.
0: Interesting. I was full deep into the fitness world. I did my degree in exercise sports science, and I don't tell anyone. That, because like you said, degrees don't count for shit. Um, And I was working at the gym and just training clients. Money was okay. It was like doing split shifts, you know, mornings, nights, a bit frustrating. I was doing a bit of marketing side hustles on the side, side, like Facebook ads for local businesses or just like Amazon FBA. And it wasn't really taking off. And then when COVID hit in March 2020, I kind of had no choice but to reinvent because they, one day they just said, okay, we're all closed. You're basically redundant. You can't come into work. And I was at a loss. I was just like, what the hell do I do? So I went to Upwork for five bucks an email. I got my first gig uh, and I really enjoyed writing, and I knew email was just something that no one could change. The policies wouldn't be there. You're not building a business on someone else's land. I thought, okay, let's just try this. I listened to this podcast at the same time. His name was Pete Godfrey, the Pete Godfrey Persuasion Show, and I picked up little nuggets along the way. He's one of Australia's top copywriters, and I applied those lessons from the podcast, applied it to the Upwork gigs, got a sl- got a good result, then I got a slightly better client, climbed the work. Uh, Upwork up work ladder bit by bit. And then I had enough money to hire Pete as my one-on-one coach. And I was just so excited. And I remember he, I gave him my first email and he ripped it up. Like, this is terrible. Like, this is like beyond terrible. And maybe we start again, start again, start again. I, I managed to get a YouTuber as a client. His name was Wes McDowell. I don't think Wes knows the full story, but he's like, all right, cool. We need like 12 emails a week. And I was just writing 12 emails, hanging them to Pete. And he's like, dude, you got to start these again because these are terrible. Um, so it was that tough love feedback from Pete back and forth, back and forth for the first few months that just really helped me out. I kind of got the knack for it. He said, here are these sales letters. I want you to handwrite all these sales letters out. Here are these books. Read these books. Come back to me and, re- and tell me what you learned. And so that really helped. And then within like five months, I got that big launch with Rebecca we are talking about. And I've been with Pete ever since. I, I, I always reinvest back into my education and it's just been so good. I've just accelerated my results in the last two years. So that's a, that's a little nutshell of how I've transitioned.
1: It's so amazing, actually. And in such a short space of time, I have, to, I have to take my hat off to you. But it also shows kind of like how dedicated you are to your craft because there's a lot of people who probably couldn't have stomached that amount of rejection by the sounds of it of having like your copy big red cross is put through it and torn up like every five minutes and told you rubbish, but you, you yeah. kind of have to go through it. That's you getting punched in the face. You got in the ring yeah. several times by the sound no hugs, and, <laughs> you know, came out of it all bloodied and battered, but you came out the other side of it and that's, what's turned you into a prize fighter. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of times I'm like, this is a killer email. And he's like, Nope, no. Nah, <laughs> nah, look at you did look, like, this is wrong. This is wrong. I'm like, Oh crap. And he still does that, which is great.
1: Yeah. And the other thing, which I think is super important to say, which, you know, I mean, this is a podcast for, you know, there's a majority of our listeners are coaches themselves. So, um, but if you don't have a mentor or a coach yourself, like go and get somebody to help you with this shit, there's no point in trying to like struggle away and do it all on your own. Having somebody who has got your corner, um, you know, yeah. helping you through the process is is like so vital, especially with what we, the shit show we've been through with COVID over the last 18 months.
0: Yeah. I heard, I heard Robin's a good
1: coach. You do coaching, don't you? <laughs> hey, my program's the best. Like if you want to learn how to put your prices up, you should come and join Fearless Business. Hey, there we go. A shameless, unshameless plug. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> You're right. You're actually, I, th- I think you should write my copy. I think you're quite good at like drawing some good stuff out of me. This is, this is going well. Um, <laughs> so what in terms of, um, in terms of next steps then, what's, what's, what's new, what's coming up for, for Jules? Oh, okay.
0: Well, I'm about to hit 200 episodes on the podcast. So I'm planning out the next 200, which is cool. Um, and what else is there? Okay. Wow, not really. In terms of my personal life, or in terms of the business? Business. What's coming up for the business? What What's exciting that you can tell us about? What was exciting was that two hundred and forty seven thousand dollars launch with Colin. So that's going to lead to a lot of really cool referrals. Um, But other than that, so like I've amassed all all this social proof the last eighteen months, and I haven't unleashed it. So only this week, I've just started to post more regularly. And the leads are coming in which is really cool um i haven't had that before it's just because i used to post content just about you know how to um just here's what i read and regurgitating it and i was like but that's how i had to start out just to get everything else so now that's what i'm really excited for so just you know get a really cool result get them onto an interview suck at the testimonial pump out that social proof and yeah it feels cool i i hope probably a different answer than what you expected, but uh, so the answer is just fulfilling client work.
1: Yeah, I I think it's super important. I mean, this is just a a personal thing. Like get get those case studies out there because I think people would be really interested to see like the process, which you go through or understand the process, which you go through with your clients during that launch process. Cause it is quite unique. I mean, the, the one that everybody knows I referred to earlier on, like Jeff Walker's product launch formula, like yeah. I hate to say it, but it is a bit dated. It's not, it's not really like 2022, like pr- bomb proof. It's, it's, you know, it's written 10 years ago, that book launch. And I yeah, don't think he's true. updated it really since he's kind of just milked it. And I think we need, updated versions i mean think about how fast social media moves you need up-to-date launch launches now for the different platforms that are out there and and also it's about market sophistication as well like the, i think the um the business owner that is out there like growing a business in 2021 2022 is so much more sophisticated now as a buyer um you you can't pull the wall over their eyes you need intelligent copy don't you in order to be able to attract the right sorts of clients in.
0: Yes, I wrote a post about this today on Facebook. Please do not buy into the, the $97 secret story selling template to help you launch your next six-figure launch. It's bullcrap because the reason why is that your customers are your sequence, okay? A template won't substitute for the problems and hang ups and frustrations that your customers are going through. And the best way to do that is just to get on a Zoom call with them, and some them some questions. That's such a great podcast. tip.
1: <laughs> that's such an amazing tip. And one of the other things as well, I think people really struggle these days is, is um, I mean, you've, you've talked about kind of the research which you go into around kind of understanding your client's client and um, what that value proposition is, what that story, that hook is going to be for that story. Mm. But again, like how do people get started with understanding kind of what, what content ideas to come up with? Because it is so challenging.
0: Mm, okay so so i've I run a master class on this here's three questions when you want to get someone on a call is obviously you want to build rapport with them so you can't just dive straight into the the deep dark secrets of their subconscious mind you just ask like what's bugging you, like what's frustrating you right now um then the second question i warm up a little bit more and you're like what's what's keeping you up at night okay maybe don't ask like that what's keeping you up at night but uh that's probably a well, good. Well, maybe you should.
1: I think just, you know, hey, what what's troubling you in your business? Why can't you sleep? I, I, yeah. It's amazing what answers come out of people's mouths at that point.
0: Mm, yeah. And the frustrations part is like you, you want to be sort of nailing what's the daily frustrations, like what's going on daily. But what's keeping them up at night is like, I'm worried about, and they just go into some really deep stuff sometimes. And then the third question I ask is like, who's burnt you before? What have you invested in recently that just didn't work? And the key to all these things isn't just to go to question one, question two, question three, is they give you an answer and you follow up with why. And I think this is so crucial, being an active listener and asking why four or five times before you get to the real bottom of it, because someone tells you, I, yeah, like I was a bit embarrassed about that. Why you felt embarrassed? Uh, And then they just, you know, they go on to the, the reason why, and then they'll give you another surface level answer but you keep digging, keep digging. And in 20 minutes, you're going to have some solid research from that Zoom call.
1: You, you know, when you've hit on, on gold, when you do that, like digging seven layers deep, the gold happens when they have a massive pause. Mm. And you know that you've just hit upon something really, really important. Um, Cool. Listen, we're coming up to the end of the podcast already. It's absolutely flown by like half an hour. Um, If people are interested to know more about um, maybe doing some work with you, how can they get hold of you? Okay.
0: If you would really like to get to know me first, like a lot of people do, come listen to Storytelling Secrets. I've got nearly 200 episodes of great content on there. So how to connect, persuade, and ultimately sell with your stories online. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with me, you can always just go to Um, but I also do have a freebie to give away to your audience, Robin. Go
1: Can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah cool. please do.
0: Yep. Yep. So it's called, geez, I've already lost it. Okay.
1: I know what it is. Do you want me to read yeah. it out? It's no, the I've got 50 it right best email subject lines to rapidly generate content ideas. There we go.
0: Yes. Okay. So this is from, I have what's called a swipe file, an email swipe file. So I have all the best email marketers in the world, people who use their personality to drive business. And I basically sifted through pages and pages and pages of emails and I'm like, okay, that's a good subject line. That's a good subject line. And what they all do is they open up with curiosity and lead into a story. So what I've done in this guide is that I've given you five different categories of different subject lines. And what they do is they help prompt you to start a piece of content. So you're not just left blank looking at a blank page. You download this freebie, you
1: look at the different prompts and you get going. And that's my little freebie to you. Ace, and we'll make sure that we uh, it's julesdan.com forward slash content ideas or one word um, after that yep. so we'll make sure that we share that in the show notes as well and also link to the Storytelling Secrets podcast which I was going to say you've got 200 episodes on there 199 of them are great one is awesome Jules did in, uh, interview me on that as well so uh, obviously <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you to guess which was the awesome episode that you should go and check out uh, obviously talk about pricing and things like that um, Jules yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for for coming on to the Fearless Business Podcast. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me on, Robin. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for the
0: listener for sticking around all the way through at the end. Bye.